0: Quicklink Podcast at the Tour of Britain is brought to you by quicklinksports.com. Hello and welcome to Quicklink Podcast Show 251. It's Wednesday the 8th of September. Happy birthday today to Kern de Court of Trek Segafredo and Yetzi Boll of Burgos BH. Racing action today from Italy, France, Ireland and Great Britain. But first the transfer news. Main news of the day is that Owen Doyle is leaving Ineos Grenadiers after five and a half years with the British World Tour team, having signed as a stagiaire from Team Wiggins in the summer of 2016, though the 28-year-old Welshman hasn't confirmed his destination yet for 2022. He's only had one Grand Tour crack with Ineos slash Sky, that was at the 2019 Vuelta. He has two pro wins to his name, stages at the Herald Sun Tour in 2019 and at Tour de la Provence last year, but he did lead home the bunch print behind solo winner Bob Youngles at Kerner Brussels Kerner two years ago. In confirmed transfers, and this one came in quite late actually, odd Christian Eiking, who led the Vuelta for a week. He is leaving Intermarché after four years with the team since he joined from FDJ in 2018. He's off to EF Education Nippo. Antoine Tolhook is moving from Yumbo visma to Trek-Segafredo. And Julius Johansson is heading from UNOX to Intermarché, who have also signed Hugo Page from FDJ's Continental team. Big pinches of salt to be had from Gazzetta dello Sport today, as ever. Astana apparently are signing Miguel Andiel Lopez from Movistar after his public falling out with them on the penultimate day of the Vuelta. And also joining him at Astana, allegedly, is Giro stage winner Joe Dombrowski from UAE Team Emirates. To the racing action then, and we'll start with a quick look at the first day of the European Continental Championships in Trento, Northern Italy. In the mixed relay team time trial held over 448 kilometres, your new world champions there are Italy with a team of Marta Cavalli, Alina Cecchini, Elisa Longo-Borghini, Alessandro De Marchi, Matteo Sobrero and Filippo Ganna. They put in a time of 51 minutes, 59 seconds, 21 seconds quicker than Germany, Netherlands were third at 26 seconds and then the rest in order, France, Austria, Russia, Ukraine and Poland. Only eight team entrants after Slovenia pulled out late with a team that would have included Tadej Pogacar. In the junior men's title, Alex Siegart posted a time of 26.26 over a 22.4 kilometre circuit, five seconds ahead of Kian Utebroix in a Belgian 1 2. In the junior women, a gold for Elena Ivanchenko of Russia with a time of 29.11, 32 seconds quicker than Antonia Niedermeyer of Germany. The elites and under 23s take to the time trial tomorrow. En France, la 19e edition de la Tour Cycliste Feminine Internationale de la Dèche. That's quite enough for that. Seven stages from today until next Tuesday in southeastern France for the women's tour of Ardeche all road stages, no time trial days. 5 of the 9 World Tour teams are here for the point 1 ranked race. That's Alé Btc, Bike Exchange, Liv, Movistar and Trek-Segafredo. Also in attendance across the other 13 teams are Tipco, being led by last year's winner Lauren Stevens. Also on the start list, AR Monex, Arkea, Massi, Stad Rochelle, Bingo Casino, Dolcini Van Eyck, Elviv, Bpink, Top Girls, Faso Bortolo, NXTG, GT Crush Tunap, Sopella, Matt Atom and our new favourite team, Team Farto. Trek Segafredo taking Lucinda Brand, Lizzie Donin, and Ruth Winder. Ale BTC also very strong with Mavi Garcia, Micah Bugard and Marta Bastinelli in their ranks. Bike exchange with options in Annie San Amanda Spratt and Lucy Kennedy in her final race. Other names to look out for over the next week include Paulina Royakas of Liv and Leah Thomas of Movistar. Ten Brits at the race, alongside Lizzie Dynan are Leah Dixon, Eleanor Backstead, Sophie Wright, Fiona Turnbull, Sophie Eniver, Amelia Sharp, Henrietta Corborn, Claire Steeles and Molly Patch. Today's first stage, 112 rolling kilometres from Auburnas. Just two classified climbs in the first half of the parkour and it ended with a final kilometre uphill drag to the line in Barjack. Ended in a big bunch sprint, and it was Arlena Sierra of AR Monix with her fifth win of the year, taking it on the line ahead of Marta Bastianelli of RA BTC and Shayla Gutierrez of Movistar. Fourth for Lizzie Dynan, fifth for Lauren Stevens, then Dox Winder, Corovar Jr., and Skalniak Soika. Lumpy day tomorrow for stage two. 123 kilometres from Aneivron. Five climbs en route as the race heads down the Rhone River. The first and third climbs are cat three, the rest all cat two. The peak of the last, Col de Rosseson, comes 14k from home, then it's all downhill from there into the Finnish town of Beauchastel. To Ireland and Rosnermond, the women's tour of Ireland, which began today for six stages over five days in County Kilkenny. 72 kilometres in the rain today from Kilkenny to Calan. The pace was brisk in the opening stages of the race and few of the early attacks gained any advantage as the Irish and British national squads controlled the bunch. Imogen Cotter tried to clip off the front a number of times but she was closely marshalled throughout. Becky Seal took the maximum points over the climb at Corrigan, with Joe Tindley second over the top and it was Tindley who was first over the second climb at Coussaint to grab the QOM jersey tonight. The race came back together in the final 20 with 40 or so riders contesting the bunch finish into Calan. That was won by Kea Schmidt from the Marblehead Massachusetts team winning on her European debut by four bike lengths. Second for Abby Smith of Great Britain pipping Jessica Finney of Cams Basso on the line. 89 kilometers tomorrow from Kilkenny to Piltown. And to the Tour of Britain, stage four. Here's Jess Cox with his preview from the morning.
1: Good well, morning. I hope you've uh, enjoyed my insight hopefully i've given you live from the aj Bell tour of britain this week and the view from where i'm sitting in the, my commentary box at the moment is absolutely incredible because we're in north wales now for stage four running from Abbareron to the great Wall. Uh, a summit finish today and this is without doubt according to all of our previews the queen stage it's a long one as well in excess of 200k and it takes in an awful lot of quiet to finish on top of uh, the Great Orm. I'm actually looking out the window and uh, the, well, I, kind of, I won't be able to do it any kind of justice because it's absolutely incredible as I look out my commentary point. Um, I'm here with Stephen Edwards, who is uh, our resident Welsh speaker. Say hi, Steve. No, I meant in Welsh. <laughs> Come on, you learnt nothing. Anyway, sorry. We have um, we have we have constant banter between the two, us. he's he's a educating the ignorant Englishman, which is my role I play on these things. Of course, I can speak Welsh fluently, but I have I'm contractually obliged to pretend to Steve that I can't speak Welsh, and he has to tell me how to do it. <laughs> anyway, um, that's obviously not true. So. The uh, finished gantry currently being put into place, it's 11 minutes past nine, mm-hmm. in just over about an hour or so's time, the riders will be rolling out of Aberiron, and uh, we have a new race leader after yesterday, because Ethan Hater, the British rider from uh, South London, out of the VCL of course, is our new race leader, because Ineos Grenadiers were the winners of our Carmarthonshire team time trial yesterday, down in South Wales, just 17 seconds ahead of De Quick Quickstep and 20 seconds ahead of Jumbo Visma, who uh, had a really frustrating final puncture. It looked like a puncture, I still have never concerned, I think it was a puncture. Pascal Enkhorn was their fourth rider and therefore their last counter, or their most important counter, for their team in the team time trial. And he had a puncture with about 1,500 metres to go in the run-in to the finish there uh, in the Botanical Gardens. So that one definitely costing Jumbo Visma a bit because they were having to hold back for him and wait for him to catch up as they came towards the line. Either way, though, I'll take nothing away from them. It was an amazing ride by the British team, the world's number one team in the last years. So on to today. I'll try and give you a bit of um, insight. Um, Despite who comes to the base of Marine Drive and then uh, the last two climbs of Marine Drive and the Great Orm, there's some really, really steep kickers. There's some ramps in there that, I've, actually, I haven't looked. They've got to be somewhere around about 16 17%, something like that. They're well in excess of 10%. The average gradient of um, Marine Drive actually is just under 10% anyway. Uh, they're really steep climbs. they come at the end of an awful lot of climbing anyway today. The wind is blowing in the direction in which the rides are coming. So I think that will be helpful. Um, Today's also the day on the A.J. Bell Tour of Britain where we expect the weather to start to change. By tonight, this very hot weather that we've got in Wales is going to start to blow over. So I think the stages we have in uh, the north of England and the Midlands and across the Pennines the next two days are going to be quite a bit cooler and possibly even a few splatters of rain before we head to Scotland at the weekend. Um, my pick for today, let me look at my start list that I don't have in front of me. Um, there's riders who haven't shown themselves too much so far in this race. I'm going to grab my start list. Uh, of course I'm immaculately prepared. I'm thinking about this one. Um, this is going to be a day for. i I'm going to predict it like this and this is how it's going to happen. I'll tell you who the top three will be on the stage. The winner is going to be Dan Martin. Ireland's Dan Martin of the Israel Startup Nation, I think he's uh, he really wants to sign off, I'm pretty certain that a stage win in this his last AJ Bell Tour of Britain, so I think Dan Martin is going to win, bursting away, using one of those steep sections on the final climb up here, probably from a leading group, uh, and that leading group will still contain Wout van Aert, and Ethan Hayter. Wout van Aert and Ethan Hayter will be watching each other, thinking about the general classification. Dan Martin will be bobbing around behind them, and we'll just kick off on one of the little steep sections in the run up to the top of the Great Wall. Now that I predicted it, that won't happen at all, and <laughs> neither of those riders will be involved. But anyway, I'll stick my neck out. Have a great day, guys. I'll check in with you later on and let you know what really happened. So,
0: what did really happen? First of all, if I look at the stage profile. The unofficial Tour of Wales. 210 kilometres on stage four of this year's AJ Bell Tour of Britain, the longest stage of this year's race, rolling out from Abereron and heading north along the Cardigan Bay coast towards the Snowdonia National Park. A pair of intermediate sprints sandwiched the first climb of the day, a cat to a fair near Cross Foxes in Gwyneth. 3k long at 6%, coming 75k into the stage, then onwards to the first cat 1 climb of the race so far, aid as well in the Heart of Snowdonia. That's almost 10k long at 4.5% average, and then rolling further north through the third prime of the day, then up a third categorized climb, that's Marine Drive, and then onto the finish atop great Orm in Clandudno. It's only 2 kilometres of climbing to finish it off, but it hits 20% a third of the way up, before coming down to a more modest 8%. This, dear listeners, is your Queen Stage of the Tour of Britain. Ethan Hayter of Ineos Grandiers starting the day, leading GC by 6 seconds from his teammate Rohan Dennis after their team time trial victory yesterday. Stage 1 winner Wout van Aert is 3rd for Jumbo Visma at 16 seconds, and De Kernic quick-step duo Julian Alaphilippe and Mikel Honore both at 23 seconds. Hater also leads the points contest, so the Skyblue Sportsbreak.com jersey will be on the shoulders of Rory Townsend, who trails Hater by 5 points. Townsend Canyon DHB teammate Jacob Scott holds both the green Skoda King of the Mountains jersey, which he'll wear today, and the red iceberg sprints jersey, which he'll loan to stage 2 winner Robin Carpenter of Rally Cycling. Best domestic rider is currently James Shaw of Ribble Welltight. He sits 15th at 1 minute 15. 102 riders remain from the original 107, everyone got round yesterday, albeit eventually for some teams, but there was one non-starter today, Yuri Holman of Movistar. He was caught up in that crash about 20k into stage 1 and has succumbed to his shoulder injury. Let's set the scene before we hand back over to Jez to call the race home. Six up the road, early doors. Once again, Jacob Scott of Canyon DHB, joined by local rider, Gruff Lewis of Ribble World Tight, GB Academy's Bob Donaldson, Ollie Peckover of Swift Carbon, making it four Brits in the break. They were joined by Nicholas Sessler of Global Six, who we saw in that stage two break with Jacob Scott and a rider from Kaya Rural.
1: You're joking, not another one. Oh, for God's sake, I can't honestly, I can't stand this.
0: It was joking, murky all day. Gap four minutes after 10k raced, out to eight minutes with 30k done through the town of Averiswith, where Griff Lewis got a warm reception. Bob Donaldson the best place on GC at 3.17, so into the virtual race lead. Scott was at 11.55 at the start of the day, all the others around 20 minutes down on Ethan Hater. It was Lewis, Scott and Sessler at the first intermediate sprint in Borth with 38k raced. Sessler was first to tack up Cross Fox's, the first climb of the day, but Scott and Peckover went along and took it from the Brazilian in that order. It was Scott, Sessler and Donaldson through the second Prime in Tal Sarnu and then on to the first Cat 1 climb of the race at Eda's Well, the foot of which came at the 75k to go mark. As the gap to the break kept tumbling down under three minutes, a group of three clipped off the front of the pack, Tom Gloegg and Ben Healy of Trinity, with Mark Soler of Movistar tagging along. Scott was left to take the ten points over the top from Cessler, Murgialdi and Lewis in that order, and as they hit the descent, the six in the break had a 20-second gap over the three chasers, bunched around one minute, and indeed Soler, Gloeg, and Healy joined the front six with 60k to race. Jacob Scott assured of another day in the mountains jersey, he moved on to 43 points. Nearest competitor was Nicholas Sessler, who took his total so far to 25, just 16 points maximum available in the rest of the day. Sylvain Dillier of Alps & Fenix attacked from the bunch on an uncategorised climb as the race headed out of the Snowdonia National Park, trying to bridge over with the pack at 45 seconds, but he was brought back with de Kernick pulling to not let the Swiss champion get across. Rory Townsend in the points jersey then counter-attacking, Yves Lampert straight on his wheel. It came back together, they got away again, then it came back together again. And then the break were caught, some 12k out from the third and final intermediate sprint of the day in Dolgarog, ahead of that double header of climbs in Clanderno. A touch of wheels and a spill for Ethan Vernon, shedding a lot of his skin suit, but thankfully he did finish the stage. Three clipped off after that crash. Max Cantor of DSM, David Gonzalez of Caio Rural, and Maro Schmidt of Quebec Nexthash, opening up by 15 second gap, 3k out from the preem, Cantor from Schmidt, then Gonzalez, rolling over the line, and then into the final 30 kilometres. Cantor was the first to drop out of the trio, ahead of the final 20k, as the race passed through Conway, Gonzalez and Schmidt holding barely a 10 second lead over everyone else. In the bunch, Mark Soler and John Baranexia having a coming together, but both moving quickly on again. At 17 kilometres, it was all back together again. 11k until Marine Drive, the penultimate climb of the day. Trains forming to get their GC men into the best place going into that climb. Ineos, DeKernick, Israel, Movistar and Canyon and Jumbo Visma across the road. But as that narrowed, it was De Koenig who got Alaphilippe to third wheel as the speed cranked up into the final 10k. Ineos now bringing Ethan Hayter to the fore, with Owen Dool pulling a big turn as the reduced group of around 60 riders hit the foot of Marine Drive. Matteo Jorgensen of Movistar went clear with 6.8 to go, just as Kwiatkowski came to the front to take a turn for Ineos with the pace dipping slightly, Jorgensen taking the 6KOM points ahead of the Ineos train 10 seconds further back. Jumbo Visma dragged Wout van Aert to the bottom of the Great Orme, the finishing climb, gathering Jorgensen with 2.6K to go, and seconds later hitting that final 1,900 metres to the finish. George Bennett leading the way for van Aert, Mikel Honore dragging Alaphilippe up behind them. Woods, van Aert, Honore, Alaphilippe and Sergio Martin of Caille just opening up a little gap over everyone else. Hater sat sixth wheel, gap opening, the rest cracking. Here's Jez Cox with the final K.
2: Michael Woods, the Canadian, kicking hard now. Kicking hard, but taking with him, Wout van Aert. Julian just behind him. We start looking back down the hill because they are inside, a kilometre to go now. It's a sharp
1: right, to put it. You watch the
2: Michael Woods kicking hard. Some Muppet running alongside with a beer in his hand. Hope he doesn't get hit. Wout van Aert tucked in on his wheel. Mike Woods, the Canadian, kicking really hard for the line now. Julian Alaphilippe having to work hard, if anything, it looks like he goes the world champion! Julian Alaphilippe goes hard on the left of the road and he's dropped Wout van Aert. Wout van Aert, the Belgian champion, is distanced. We're seeing an absolute demonstration of power here by two of the best climbers in the race. Julian Alaphilippe coming back though, don't expect it to be all over just yet. The rider with the best sprint in this group we know as they cross the cattle grid is Wout van Aert. Julian Alaphilippe the world champion, the Canadian Mike Woods going again and on the back of them ominously, Wout van Aert, the Belgian champion, ready, ready to launch his sprint. He's ridden so cleverly since the base of this final climb. Who's it going to be? The winner will come from these three, Michael Woods, Wout van Aert and the world champion Julian Alaphilippe we see the leading motorbikes coming through now. Any moment now, we will see them on the line here on top of Great Torm. Make sure I hear them with the noise coming. Don't let us down up here. Here we go, the sound building. We're looking for the jersey to see whether it's the world champion, the Belgian champion or the Canadian champion, Michael Woods of Israel's up Nation. One of those three is going to take a summit win in this year's AJ Bell Tour of Britain. Well inside the final kilometre now. And remember, slight delay in our TV pictures, so we watched the big screen. Julian Ale believes in second wheel. And they managed to get well Van Aert on the front. So Van Aert maybe isn't where he needs to be or where he wants to be. Mike Woods is sprinting very well don't yet, he was right up there. Here we go, Michael Woods starting to react first. Alaphilippe on his wheel, and Guelphanard still seated, keeping it, uh, keeping Alaphilippe boxed know, in, man. if anything. We can just see them now coming into view. Oh! Oh! Regrouping! We've got a regrouping! Ethan Hayter! Oh. Ethan Hayter comes, and one of the Ducati picks their right is going to the line now. Guelphanard reacts. Where did Ethan Hayter come from? He's come from nowhere. They're open to the line right now. Here we go. Junior Adepolik on one side. And it's going to be a victory for Wout van Aert, just ahead of Junior Adepolik, Dan Martin. Dan Martin on the right-hand side. And our race leader, Ethan Hayter. What an incredible finale.
0: Confirming the order over the line then, Wout van Aert of Jumbo-Visma with his second stage win of this year's AJ Bell Tour of Britain. World Champion Julian Alphilippe of De Quickstep in second. Michael Woods of Israel Startup Nation gave chase to take third. Mikhail Honore of De Koenig coming home at four seconds back in fourth. Ethan Hater fifth, eight seconds back. Then Dan Martin at 13 seconds. Christian Sparagli and Simon Clark together at 16 seconds back. Sergio Martin on his own, 27 seconds down. Then Nico Roche won the three-way battle against Max Stedman and Carlos Rodriguez to take tenth. So, GC then, Wout Van Aert retakes the race lead with those 10 bonus seconds at the line. Ethan Hayter at 2, Ala Philippe 11, Honore 21, Woods 40, Dennis 44, Dan Martin 56, Sparagli at 113, Mark Donovan 134, and Zandro Maurice at 138. That's your top 10 on GC. In the points jersey, Ethan Hayter moves back into the sky blue. He's on 37 points, Ala Philippe is on 33, Wout Van Aert on 30 in the mountains is still Jacob Scott of Canyon DHB. He's on 43 points. Nicholas Sessler is next best at 28, so Scott will hold that as long as he finishes tomorrow's stage because there's only 12 points on offer. Jacob Scott also is still top of the sprints contest. He's on 17 points. Next best is Robin Carpenter on nine, so the American will borrow the red jersey for another day. Tomorrow's stage 5 is 152.2 kilometres from Alderley Park, just outside Macclesfield in Cheshire, taking in a 100 kilometre anti clockwise loop through Teg's Nose Country Park and over the stage's three classified climbs. They come back through Alderley and then head northwest up the A50 over the River Mersey and into Warrington for what should be a big bunch sprint finish. Catch us in the morning on Twitter and Instagram at QuicklinkPod for Jez Cox's preview of the stage, and then join us in the evening for our roundup. Until tomorrow, ride safe and take care. You've been listening to Quicklink Podcast, your daily microdose of pro cycling news and results. You can find us across social media at Quick Pod, or you can contact us by emailing show at quicklinksports.com. You can support this show by using the code QUICKLINK when you shop with Veloskin.cc for all your chamois cream and skincare needs, and also at efswheels.com where UK customers can get themselves a full set of tubeless-ready full-carbon wheels for under £500. Share the show, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye now.